Welcome to another episode of Into Your Life podcast with Natalie and Lenka. In Into Your Life podcast, we discuss anything and everything related to finding ways to have more life in your life. This podcast is about leaning into life and finding ways that we can live our best lives in business as well as in our personal lives. So Natalie, let's talk a little bit about accountability today. It's been a topic that's been on my mind for a while and that I've been trying to figure out myself and I've been trying to figure out what keeps me accountable, what are the things that when I have goals or when I have plans and when I want to achieve something that really help me to stay on track and show up even when I don't feel like it. And I wanted to explore what are the things that help you accountable, what are the things that we can brainstorm maybe to improve feeling more accountable and achieving more and see what our listeners have to say. So let's start just easily. When I say accountability, what comes up to you? What do you feel about just the word, the phrase, the idea, the action by itself? What does it come up for you? When you mentioned accountability, sort of something popped into my head. And there's something I've noticed is almost two types of accountability or two types of receiving accountability. And one is very much being, you know, have you done this? Have you done what you say? And and the 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 not not so much pressure, but that that constant reminder, the constant check-in. And the other way is the less of a check-in and more, okay, almost the self-governance of the accountability. And these two ways are very different. And I have noticed that if you are constantly checking in with somebody who doesn't want that, the accountability is defeated it doesn't work then whereas if you're not checking in enough to somebody who needs a constant check-in again it doesn't work then so it's getting that right and it's as as a coach it's knowing which one but it's also as an individual which one do you prefer which one do you need and I think it's very easy to get it wrong but it's also then sometimes difficult to correct it or find that that balance of some people need that that check-in that constant check-in because that's what they need they want that that accountability to yes I've done this yes I've done this okay I'll check in with you in two days okay great I'll have done x y and z where somebody else is very much I know what I need to do I'll let you know when I've done it because that's the less pressure or I don't work under that pressure. So that's what came to my to my mind when you were talking about accountability is these two ways of being held accountable, but also helping holding somebody else accountable. It's learning which way works best and which way doesn't work, which way is self-defeating. And that's pretty much what's been going on in my mind as well, looking at different ways of how when it comes to keeping myself accountable 
really looking at the self-accountability, how different tools work for me. And one of them definitely is spending money. Like if I spend money on a language class, on a yoga class, on something, I will show up. It definitely keeps me accountable to show up and keep doing what I said I'm going to be doing. So that's one thing. That's where I started thinking, is it then the only way that really works for me? And do I need... It's both. It's the money, it's the pain kind of that the brain feels when you have to spend money. There is instinctively a pain, even though we might not recognize it as a pain, but our pain centers do get triggered whenever we have to spend money. But it's also then the feeling of not wanting to disappoint, especially when it's one-on-one class and there aren't many other people. If I don't show up, no one else shows up. And the teacher, the person I hire, the person I'm paying, I'm working with, will know that I didn't show up. And when it comes to things like learning languages, I'm paying a Spanish teacher right now. If I don't do the homework and if I don't spend some time even beyond the class on practicing and learning, it will be visible and I will feel it in the class of not feeling good enough to really follow through the exercises. So I was then thinking, okay, if I have another goals, be it exercise goals, be it nutrition goals, be it learning goals, does it only mean that I will then have to hire a nutritionist, hire a coach, hire a personal trainer, hire whoever, pay for classes to really feel accountable and is the one-to-one type of a work really the way that allows us to feel accountable. And the other way I was thinking about it is in relationships. When you live with people, obviously, you then get into relationships, into balances where you kind of want to work with each other, you want to find a dynamic that works for the both of you to keep you accountable again whichever goals you might have mutual goals or individual goals but there is where I've learned that is definitely one of the key questions is how do you want to be supported it's as you said it's not about always thinking that this is how I need to be supported to then giving the same thing outwards to other people it's more about figuring like communicating for me this is how I feel I need to be supported and if you want me to help you be accountable then tell me how I should do that because I found out that accountability can very quickly be linked to judgment if you keep checking on to someone asking them you know have you done this how have you found doing this how you're progressing on this they can be this fear of Am I being judged for not progressing fast enough, not learning fast enough, not doing well enough because you keep checking on me? So this has been kind of something I've been processing. So have you found different ways that work for you other than what I've mentioned, kind of paying for stuff and feeling the pain of losing certain amount of money or investing money? Feeling to disappoint someone, especially if you're again paying them or if just someone you respect and look up to or if it's really understanding that accountability is not judgment that the regular check-ins and the regular conversations are not meant as judgments they're simply meant as accountability 
find it quite interesting that you talked about the the paying and then the having the the one-to-one and having that help and when you mentioned that I was thinking I'm wondering if that's more the one-to-one and not letting somebody down as opposed to the the paying of something because how many times do we buy an online course so we've had that pain of of spending money but then not necessarily doing it because there's nobody who we are letting down whereas when it's the one-to-one you're potentially letting that person down because they they've committed to you and you not turning up is letting them down so how much is it that you have to pay for it as opposed to that it's one-to-one or in a small group and it's noticeable if you don't turn up so that might be something interesting for for you to think about and and for us as to maybe dig in deeper. For me, I really like the the one to one. It 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 is the one to one for me that works. But I also have to respect the person that I'm working with. So it's it's about can they help me as well as do I want that help? Do I want to go in that direction that I'm asking for, for the accountability that I'm asking for the help? But then it's having that that rapport with somebody. And like you said, you, you mentioned that there's this potential for judgment, this, you know, checking in that can create the judgment. And that's where I put up my shield and that's where I will then separate is if you check in with me too much then I don't do it I then just don't do it so the more you check in with me the less I'll actually get done the less you check in with me the more I'll get done and I'll actually volunteer oh I've done this I've done that but that works for me and I appreciate it doesn't work for everybody else for me the 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 checking in constantly, it's its this feeling of being micromanaged. And this could come from, you know, previous employment experiences. It's like, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. But it's also when you're being held accountable or working with somebody who you're helping them with their accountability, the best will in the world doesn't necessarily mean that you can get what you want done in a certain period of time. Life happens. Something could have cropped up. And if you constantly check in, well, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? And they are dealing with something totally different. Something's cropped up. It's like, leave me alone. I'm dealing with this. I'm not going to be sorting out what I wanted help with. So I also think that when you are checking in is find out, okay, is there a reason that you're not doing what you're doing? Are you dealing with something different? Has circumstances changed? Have you had too big a goal and realizing that that time span is not working? So when you do check in, it's like, okay, what can we change? Do you need more time? Do I need to give you space to to deal with other things? Do I is this goal realistic or do we need to extend it? Is it the wrong thing? So when you're checking in, 
make sure that you are shifting or adaptable so that it doesn't feel like that judgment. It doesn't feel like the, well, you said you were going to do this. Why haven't you done it? And then again, when you are, you know, looking after somebody like me who doesn't want that time, there does need that check-in just like, okay, why isn't something working? Do we need to shift? Do we need to change? Is the goal realistic? Is it that you are avoiding it? So there is still that holding of accountability, but also needing those changes. And I think that's important is that because you said you're going to do something, doesn't always mean that it's possible or that you can do it in that time or whatever reason is sometimes it does need to change. And I think when you are holding somebody accountable or even holding yourself accountable, do know that it it's not cast in concrete. It can be shifted. It can be changed. There's no judgment to that. It is just launch and adjust. Just find ways that you can really change does it need to change is it the right direction you're going into it could be anything so it, it is a I think accountability whether you're working with somebody else or somebody's working with you you need to have that relationship and you need to have that flow that things can change it's okay that you haven't achieved what you said you're going to achieve this week what stopped you? What got in the way? Should we extend it to next week? Is it something that you want to carry on doing? So it's about having those conversations and really seeing, okay, why isn't this working? What's gone on? Is it that maybe the weather's been too hot and you just haven't had the brain power? <laughs> so you need to extend. So would there be a difference for you when we're talking about accountability professionally something that you want to achieve for your business something that you really want to achieve in your marketing in your work and then when we talk about little bit more personal things and I totally agree that no matter who the person is and how you decide to work with whatever kind of accountability partner that one of the th key things is the quality of the relationship you have the person that it doesn't need to be like super close relationship. It can be a hired professional, but there needs to be, as you said, definitely respect towards each other, mutual respect. There needs to be trust that they have your best interest in mind, that whatever they do, they do. Sometimes they might use a little bit of tough love and sometimes that's important. We've talked about before about the kind of... Um, we talked about the butt-kicking, occasional, kind of the nudging towards the direction. And there needs to be the mutual understanding that this goal is important and why it's important and really the purpose behind that. But I still think that when it comes to accountability, and we talked, you talked a little bit about kind of questioning, why haven't you done that? I found it quite important to have this question being asked not again in a judgmental way but simply sometimes it really helps me to have to vocalize out loud the excuse sometimes it's a very legit reason and it's fine but sometimes it then allows you to look 
deeper and see what roadblocks might be there, what obstacles, what mental challenges, what fears might be holding you back. And I think sometimes a questioning for you know certain action that is not desirable or inaction when you want to achieve something, then if you don't necessarily get questioned and when the accountability is a little bit more loose, it might allow more space for the not desirable action to happen. And for like to give a clear example, I had this balance that we were trying try to figure out with my partner where we both want to eat and live a little bit healthier. But I think I'm a little bit more, okay, we said we were to do it. I'm doing it right now, right here. And I'm going full in. And he has a different process. It takes him a little while. He needs his time and space. That's okay. He can do it in whichever way he wants. But what I found is I was really lacking the accountability of, well, we said we want to do that. And then almost like a little devil, because he didn't jump on the trend as quickly as I did, there was like not only the lack of accountability, but almost like the, but it's okay, like have this cake. And I really missed the more of the questioning to be like, why are you eating this cake? Again, could be very sensitive and I, especially when it comes to food and you know health issues and stuff like, could be not the right thing for everyone. But that's kind of one of my initial points. It's really when you're setting up an accountability relationship, even with yourself, but especially with someone else asking, how do you want to be supported? How can I really make this work for you? And it's one of the conversations we had to have with my partner to be like, I need you to question me. I need you to do the unfortunate thing like, babe, are you sure you want to have another ice cream? Because I don't need someone to be like, oh, have more. I'm like, I I have plenty. So I think it's an interesting thing to really see how the questioning and really poking into and the reminders could really work differently when it's in a business setting. Because I can't imagine anyone doing this in business setting every day to be like, why have you done this? Why have you done this? Why have you done this this way? Are you doing it? But I think it really depends on the size of the goal, on the frequency and occurrence of the activity that you either want or not want to be doing. But I'm very curious, kind of you taught a lot about the business setting and around the professional development. But when it comes to something a little bit more personal, your really inner goals, how do you feel about accountability from that perspective? So with, with my sort of personal stuff, I tend to very much work on my own. Um, If I'm wanting to change the way that I'm eating, it's something that I then do on my own uh, purely because my husband is one of these people who can pretty much eat anything and he's fine and he's also a fussy eater, so he's not a big one on eating something that he's not been brought up with, so meat, two veg and potatoes, which is a standard British diet. So when it comes to doing something like changing the way that I'm eating or bringing in sort of yoga into my life or bringing in meditation or something, it is I am on my own doing it. And my husband is... He's a sounding board 
and maybe a place that I go and moan at if it's not working or if I'm sitting there and I'm dreaming of ice cream with my, you know, lovely salad in front of me or something. But it is about, I find that I need to do this myself and find my own way of doing it. And yes, there are days where the eating healthy goes out the window and I have these cheat days that that seem to work. There are days where I really don't want to be doing the yoga or or anything else. And then there's days where I'm much more focused and I have that motivation to do it. So I think when it comes to personal, I'm very much on my own through just the that's the way it is. I've never really thought about getting a health coach or or anything. It's maybe something that's worth thinking about is having somebody help me with the personal. But then again, I don't really want to justify to somebody why I ate the tub of ice cream on a Saturday. <laughs> but it is also, I think it's knowing what it is that you're wanting. Why are you doing it? Why are you, why do I want to eat healthier? Why do I want to achieve that personal goal? And I think when you understand that, it's easier to help yourself, hold yourself accountable for me anyway, it's when I understand I'm not eating healthy to lose weight, but I'm eating healthy because I'm getting older, but also I've noticed that I have digestive issues. So therefore find ways to change your diet, take something out or not eat something so much. So it's about why am I doing it? And I think that's important, especially if you are holding yourself accountable, is knowing why are you doing something? What is the reasoning behind it? And it has to be your own reason. It has to be emotional to you. It can't be somebody says, well, you need to eat this because it's healthier. Okay, whatever you say, you know, bring on that chocolate or bring on that ice cream. But when you're doing something for yourself, I think then it's easier to think, okay, right, I'm going to skip the ice cream today, but I know that maybe on the weekend I'm going to treat myself to something so that as a treat, because it's not about not having those treats. And and so that's what I, I work personally, whereas in business I do like to have that accountability. That's why I have a coach and I have accountability partners. I mean, you and I, we hold each other accountable for this podcast you know, we check that we've got bookings sorted. So we do hold each other accountable. So you have your accountability partners in weird places almost, or you just have one for one thing that's specific and then not for something else. I mean, we, we're not having to sit on each other. Have you done this? Have you done that? But I know that if I have, haven't edited enough in a head, you're going to be like, oi, we need to be publishing some episodes. So get on with it. And, and this is what this is good because we hold each other accountable when it comes to this podcast. So you can have somebody just for one thing or you can have somebody for a multitude of things and yourself as well. So you potentially have a lot of accountability partners out there. And I think that's one of the key things I've learned is because I used to be just me, myself and I and trying to do everything by myself. And that's that can get a lot. That can get a lot to really keep yourself accountable in business and marketing, in career progression, in health, in fitness, in learning. 
in life in general, it can become a lot. And it can become a lot of pressure. So having variety of accountability partners that potentially do treat you differently or the dynamics are slightly different. I think it's one of the key is to you know build a network of people and have trusted people that you are in more or less frequent contacts depending on the needs. And yes, sometimes it means that you need to hire someone and pay someone. Sometimes it means that through networking and going out and meeting people, you just meet colleagues or like-minded people who want to talk about stuff. The same way how this podcast started, we used to keep each other accountable with our studying and with our reading through regular conversations and stuff like that. And it can then go through having some friends who might keep you accountable to some of their life-related stuff and to see if your partner fits into the mix, if there's something that your partner... And what is it that your partner can help you keep you accountable? So then not all the heavy load is just on yourself, that you really build a network of people that, as I said, I think the importance is the respect, trust and kind of mutual understanding of the purpose of why is this this desire to achieve, to accomplish, to improve, to change, and why are we doing this, and why is it important to you. This has been a very interesting conversation. Thank you, Natalie, for entertaining my random question about accountability. And I would like to ask you, our lovely listeners, if you have any ideas, if you have any tips or any insights into how you like to be kept accountable, what have you found that really helps to keep others accountable, or if you have any questions that we might not have explored, be it in the topic of accountability or anything related to all the random topics we discuss, then please do let us know. We would love to hear from you. I just want to caveat one thing was caveat the right word but I think that yes you can get friends who hold you accountable you can have partners who hold you accountable but I also think that if you're wanting that that real time and that real effort and that real questioning and that pushing and that challenging you I think you do need to pay for it because there are some really fantastic professionals, mentors, coaches, accountability partners. This is what they do. Having people in your life hold you accountable, they've got their own lives to to run and do. And if it's not an equal, I'll hold you accountable, you hold me accountable for, for similar projects, they can become that, well, this is just something I'm helping somebody with, but I've actually got something to do now and I need to get on with it. So if you have something really serious that you're wanting to do, like get to the next level in your business or really get on with your health or something, it is have that professional pay for it because you will then get that absolute attention but have the right person, build the right relationship, find the right coach, find the right teachers, find the right mentors. I mean, like you said, you've got a, a Spanish teacher who's helping you. So you're paying for somebody to help. I'm sure if you had shook your friendship tree, you would have found somebody who does Spanish and, and then, but it wouldn't have been the same. So look at what do you need help 
with what what you need to be held accountable with is this something a friend can do or is this something that you need to pay for and you need a professional to help you to get a coach get a mentor have two three four coaches that's fine it but it's have the right the right ones interview a lot of different coaches to see so this is what I wanted to say is that yes, it is great to have the friendship, the support from friends, partners. But if you want that extra push, it is usually you then need to spend out that, have that pain of spending out money, as you said in the beginning. And But also have the friendship. I have the free ones. I have the friendship ones. But I also have a coach who does hold me accountable. And I have noticed that when it's friends, it's like, ah, you know what, I didn't do it this week, so we'll chat next week. Whereas with him, I'm like, okay, I need to I need to explain why I haven't done what I've done. I mean, he's understanding, but there's that professionalism in that, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to, to just share this is accountability is so many different ways, but it is also worth paying for as well. It is absolutely worth paying for, especially if it's something that does require the special skill set. And I think that's where we can make the distinction between certain things we can keep ourselves accountable or keep each other accountable with friends and colleagues. But there are things that you really need a professional, like when it comes to any kind of trauma, mental illness, anything that you do need a therapist and you need someone who really is a professional and who fits you and who has the right skills and the right worldview. When it comes to business and marketing, you do need someone who has the expertise in the area. When it comes to language learning or any other learning, you do need an expert who really knows the stuff you want to learn. But when it comes to maybe some of the personal development or working on your business in your own pace, then that's where your colleagues and friends and yourself really can come in play. So I think it's been a wonderful, insightful conversation. I've learned something for myself. I hope that you not only have learned something for yourself, and I really hope that our listeners have found our conversation interesting and insightful. And I hope I see you or you hear us at the next episode. Thank you for listening. Are there any topics you would like us to cover? If you enjoyed listening to this, do subscribe and share into your live podcast.